What's going on, everybody? This episode of the Dear America podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, I love Evan, Matt, Jared, all those guys. I, I've I've known them for over six years now, and uh, they just went public. They're they're doing amazing things, and every single day they're giving hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars a year to veterans. Uh, they also just doubled down on Joe Rogan's budget, uh, really supporting uh, the First Amendment and free speech. And I appreciate that. Some people got some beef with Black Rifle. I don't care. Uh, they're good friends to me. And this entire country is based around uh, not everybody thinking the same way that you do. And here's what I know. They've been loyal to me. I'm going to be loyal to them. Uh, they're a great group of guys. They're doing stuff for the military community and their coffee is amazing. It really is. It actually really is good. They're ready to drink. Uh, coffee is what gets me through the day every single day. And that is the truth. So support a military owned uh, coffee company that has actually made it and everybody is a hater because they're not them but we love those guys and we're thankful for them their friendship and now their sponsorship on the podcast go to blackriflecoffee.com today All right, what's hey, going hey. on, America? And welcome to the today's Friday, Friday, Friday it episode Friday, of the Dear America podcast. Sorry, uh, it was a long day. I had to. Uh, we drove down to the Tampa Bay area, of Florida, for a speaking event. Drove back yesterday. Um, in the studio today and literally it's 9 30 so in two hours i leave again to go speak at patriot fest in naples florida Ooh, that's a good area uh, tomorrow and then it's right back here uh i don't know hopefully we'll get some kind of reprieve on sunday and then it's right back to work again um and then next week i'm <laughs> probably traveling yet again so it is just uh it, it's hectic it's a hectic world people but the show goes on and we have obligations to you guys and uh yeah uh there's a lot of stuff uh that just has to be talked about first of all thank you guys so much for uh the countless emails from last episode um i'm glad that you guys are finding uh, relevance, uh, grabbing um, nuggets, if you will, <laughs> out of the new format. We really want to do it to where when I very first started all this stuff six years ago, I would say it was 60% uh, uh, culture and, uh, you know, Christian biblical worldviews and 40% politics. And that's kind of how we're going to shift this show. And what we noticed is, um, for those of you who care, the nerd in me, we, we looked at the analytics of the shows mm -hmm. and normally 
just like the news cycle, what would happen is we'd drop an episode about something big that was going on, and it would huge spikes and downloads, and then you would have gigantic dip-offs after that because the news cycle is so short-lived. So we, our analytics look like huge peaks and valleys all the time. And what we've noticed with these new episodes that I find super encouraging is there's really not any huge dips now. And, and I believe it's because we're talking about relevant things that matter. And, uh, so I'm really happy about that. And, and I'm really glad that you guys are responding positively to that because that's actually my heart and what I want to do now in saying that, uh, we've gone the whole week, not talking about all the craziness that is going on in the world. And so we would not be doing our job. We would not be uh, doing justice to you, the listener, if we did not talk about the craziness that is going on. Now, to remind you, I'm going to preface this episode as best I can into a try to in a 60 second clip here. We have a moral dilemma and decline in our country, and we are fighting a spiritual battle underneath the veil of politics in our country. To be clear, I do not trust our leaders, leaders, elected officials. Uh, we have declared, the woke mob has declared war against women. We have a man that is the best female swimmer uh, in the world. We have a man who is listed as uh, USA Today's Women of the Year. And we have a country whose leaders literally botched everything in Afghanistan, but now we trust them to not lead us into World War III. Oh, and by the way, it turns out Hunter Biden's laptop story is now confirmed true despite everybody that was censored because of it. The media is the enemy of the American people. Our leaders are the enemy of the American people, and I trust none of them. The end. Uh, and I think that's a good way to let you know kind of what this episode is mm -hmm. about. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about and a lot of stuff to unpack because we've let the whole week unfold so we could specifically talk about it in depth as best that I can. Um, but before we do that, let's get into a sponsor. All right, guys, Ronald Reagan saw it 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until Joe Biden. In Ronald Reagan's own words, inflation is, a, is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to Joe Biden. That's why I partnered with Birch Gold to protect the savings that you have, to protect what matters to you and your family, and that is security. When that is why you need to go to Birch Gold and diversify your savings account with gold, silver, and precious metals. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to the numbers 989898 now to get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This comprehensive 20-page guide reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. You've only got eight days left to purchase with Birch Gold before the end of February, and they will send you a signed copy of my book, Dear America. So do it right now. 
Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. You've got no excuse. You're listening to this podcast on your phone as we speak. That's the word Graham to 989898 now. All right. So first of all, let's start off with uh, news just in general. Uh, Colin Kaepernick on the 10th. So today, what's today? The 18th. So a little over a week ago, uh, posted a video on Twitter of him working out, throwing a football, et cetera. And it says still working, i.e. Colin Kaepernick is letting all the NFL teams know that he is still in a physical aspect to play in the NFL. Um, everyone knows my feelings on Colin Kaepernick, but, but, but here's the most interesting thing to me. And again, this goes with, you can't trust anything that you see or you're, or you hear. You don't have to trust me. You don't have to listen to me. In fact, I encourage you to, uh, challenge me and do your own research. But here's the thing. So Colin Kaepernick posts this video. It's been seen by on Twitter alone, 5.2 million people. And it is a 10-second video of him doing a drop back. Uh, He's running, rolling to his uh, right and throwing on the run. Um, For those of you who have no idea what I just said, watch more football. Do they show if the guy caught the ball, if it was accurate? I don't think he was throwing to anyone. I think it was Uh. just, you know. uh, Anyway, but five months ago, okay, five months ago, Colin Kaepernick releases this Netflix documentary where he doesn't hint at it he literally compares and shows images and transformation images of nfl athletes at the combine and he equates it to slavery and the exact same process that people used to evaluate slaves on whether or not they were athletically uh you know reliable enough to be bought to put into slavery Five months ago, Colin Kaepernick talks about the fact that the NFL is based on racism. Uh, The NFL is the equivalent of the slave trade today, even though the people that make it in the NFL make uh, millions of dollars and live some of the best and most extravagant lifestyles. It it sounds horrible to me, Graham. Even to this day, Colin Kaepernick is worth more money today than he ever was playing in the NFL. But here's my thing, and this is why you can't believe anything. Why would a man... Here's the thing about convictions, right? Okay. I, if I thought that... Let's do uh, Churches of Satan, for example. There are. There's satanic churches, right? If a satanic church offered me a million dollars to come speak in that church... Um, in support of the satanic church, I would say no, because I do not support that. Colin Kaepernick, five months ago, released a Netflix documentary about how horrible the NFL is and how racist it is, but yet now all he does is want in. Over and over and over again. This just goes with the fact of Colin Kaepernick believes in nothing. Colin Kaepernick uh, has no moral compass. Colin Kaepernick believes in nothing but money and publicity. 
Because you can't honestly believe deep down in your soul that the NFL is the very epitome of racism and equated to the slave trade today in America. And then all you do all day, every day is practice and continue to work out so you can uh, be in the NFL. NFL sounds like he hates it, man. Sounds really horrible. Those things don't work. And what that means is there's no moral compass leading this man he does not actually believe in anything, and more specifically, he doesn't care about black people. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick cares about Colin Kaepernick. The end. All right, moving on. So taking the world by storm right now, and I'm going to preface this by saying this. The woke mob and the far left, under threats of World War III with Ukraine and Russia and all this stuff right now, the woke and the mob and, and, and the radical left have actually already declared war on women. That's right. Uh, just the other day, uh, transgender swimmer Leah Thomas um, broke the Division I NCAA title uh, for the 500-yard dash or swim or whatever it's called. I'm not a swimmer. Whatever. The, the point is, a man is the most dominant female athlete in women's sports. This is an atrocity against women. This is a utter disgrace in our country. We claim mm-hmm. to love women. We claim to want to protect women, but we are allowing this lie that this man who swam on Penn State's team for three years and sucked is now all of a sudden the best female swimmer in the world. When you say it out loud, it's the most asinine thing you've ever heard in your life but yet that's where we are so they did an interview with him and i refuse to call him a her (laughs) because he's not it's a man a man a man won the female ncaa division one title a man won it and robbed women who have dedicated their whole life here's the truth this dude sucked at swimming. He was the worst one on his men's team at Penn State for three years. So he jumps into the women's category. That's what happened. This man is a coward. This man is a mm-hmm. cheater. But 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 here's what he had to say. Leah, how did that performance measure up to your expectations coming into this meet tonight? I, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for this meet. I was just happy to be here trying to race and compete as best as I could. You've undoubtedly been under the spotlight over the past few months. How have you been dealing with that and reasoning with everything? I try to ignore it as much as I can. I try to focus on my swimming, uh, what I need to do to get ready for my races, and just try to block out everything else. What did that race mean to you? It's, it means the world to, to be here, be with two of my best friends and teammates, oh God. and be able to compete. All right, cut Thank it you off. For stopping. Cut it off. Okay, all right. First of all, at least try to sound like a girl. If you're going to pretend that you're a girl and compete in women's sports because you couldn't hack it in the men's league, then at least act like it, Mm -hmm. right? At least try to appear. This man is a cheater. This man is a fraud. This man is a coward. And like I said, the far left, the woke mob, the cancel culture, this in there is a war that has been declared on women's sports and every single person that so 
that supports this coward, this cheater, this fraud, you are anti-women and you are the problem. Yeah. Was there was that cheering in the background that I heard when he was talking? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But That's but a, let's find out what actual women competitors in the NCAA, you know, actual women who have done this their whole lives, that have tried their whole lives to get to this point. Let's hear what they have to say about this. You're a Virginia Tech swimmer. What did you think about Leah Thomas competing today as a swimmer in this competition? Um, what are you feeling? What are other athletes feeling? It's a common conception that we are all very disappointed and frustrated with someone who is has capabilities more than us women have to be able to compete at this level and take opportunities away from other women. Go like figure. I have a teammate who did not make finals today because she was just bumped out of finals. And it's heartbreaking to see someone who went through puberty as a male and has yep. the body of a male wow. be able to absolutely blow away the competition and you go into yep. it with a mindset that you are you don't have a chance yep. if that makes sense like it's hard it to compete sense. against someone with the aerobic capacity the muscle development the body of a man it, it's hard it's it, hard to think about it it's like not that. a body and of a man it is staying a man. positive it, i bet stop stop god bless this girl i mean really like like you can tell the heartache in her voice okay mm-hmm. this man is stealing the opportunities away from women that have worked their entire lives to achieve a level of of physical fitness and and expertise in their craft and it is being robbed from them by a cheater who That's for 3 loser. years competed in the men's team and sucked at it and then decided to go steal it from the women. Shame on you. Every single person that supports this guy, because that's what he is. Oh, you're dead naming him. Yeah, I am. It's a dude. Shame on you, and we need to protect women and protect women's sports. They say they care so much about feelings, but they don't actually care about those ladies. No, they only care about the woke agenda feelings, and that's it. You don't care about women. You hate women, actually, and you want to destroy women's sports. Shame on you. Okay. Anyway, ooh, Graham, that's awful harsh for a Christian to say. Is it? Or is it something that Christians actually need to be able to stand up for and say? Yes, as Christians, we're supposed to love everybody. I didn't say I hate this guy. But if we don't represent truth as Christians, what are we doing? What Mm -hmm. good are you as a Christian, well, we're supposed to love everybody. Absolutely. I, I, I don't not love this guy. I think this guy yeah. has a lot of problems, and I think that his problems and honestly his weakness. It, you know what? There it is right there. His weakness is he wasn't the best swimmer on the men's team. So instead of teaching this guy um, how to cope with that and how to realize your weaknesses uh, you either get better or you realize you have more strengths in a different category, right? Like I know a lot of guys who played uh, football in high school, but they didn't make the cut in college. Well, they didn't all of a sudden decide to join the female rugby team in college to like scratch that itch. You know what I'm saying? Well, you be on to something else. This is the opportunity for us to speak truth into people. Mm-hmm. You don't get to just change who you are because there's loopholes in the system because we've lost the morality of who we are as a society. You don't get to do that. That's not, there is no your truth. There is no relevance of truth. There is the truth. 
And the truth is, this dude is a dude. Sometimes the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts. Like you're talking about, you know, somebody needed to come in and tell this guy like how to be able to cope with not being the best in the men's sports. It being truthful with him about what to do and how to deal with that and coping with it. That's true love. Yes. And like, but being honest with people about where they're at and then helping them to cope with stuff to become a better person. Real love is sometimes and oftentimes telling people the truth that will hurt their feelings that helps them be a better version of themselves in the end. And that is not a better version of yourself by all of a sudden deciding after three years of not being very good on the men's team, oh, I'm a woman now and I'm the best. Yeah. No, that is not true. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not true. Let me say it one more time. And this is something that Christians need to hear more than anything else, especially in the church. Pastors, if you're a pastor right now and you're listening to this, or if you serve in a church and you're listening to this, or if you work at a church and you're listening to this, or you've just been in the church your whole life, let me let me tell, teach you a phrase that we have lost the ability to say as Christians. Are you ready? Is everybody listening? Get real close to the speaker or turn your headphones all the way up. You ready? Christians need to learn how to say this to people. That's not true. That is wrong. And that is not of God. That's not true. That's wrong. And that's not of God. It's not hard to say, and it has nothing to do with lack of love. In fact, it's the exact opposite. You are actually showing love by telling people the truth. Mm -hmm. And we're so afraid of hurting people's feelings. There's not a single place in the Bible that talks about Jesus being concerned about hurting people's feelings. He's more concerned about sharing the truth in with them. In fact, there's even, a, there's even a part in the Bible where uh, he's going, he's going to... Who was it? Uh, he's going to heal this person, and everybody's kind of upset because he waited too long, and the person's already dead. Lazarus. Oh, Lazarus. Yeah, Lazarus. Yeah. Jeez, it's it's a Friday. I know some of you are screaming. It's Lazarus, idiot. Yeah, I know. Thank you very much. I caught it. Thank you. All right. But people are, like, legitimately upset. Like, you waited too long. He's dead. You waited too long. And there's even, like, parts of the Bible in there where Jesus literally kicks people out. Like, get out. You're making too much noise. Get out of here. I can't work like this. You are causing the problems here. You see what I'm saying? Like even God has to put it, or Jesus puts himself in a situation. He changes the atmosphere of where he is so he can work. If Jesus has to get people out of the way so he can have the right atmosphere so he can work, then you got to get people out of the way too. Because if he has people, it's like, whoa, man, you know, you guys, you guys are checking, you, you're messing up the vibe in here. All right. You need to get out. Let me do what I do. Let me watch this. But you can't even tell people the truth that you got a guy that's literally robbing women of the thing. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. All right. Uh, moving on. Again, I, I preface this, and we're going to take a sponsor break here, but, but I preface this by saying I believe nothing anymore. Outside of the Bible, I believe nothing anymore. I trust no one 
anymore. Uh, all of our lead elected officials that view themselves as leaders, all of our media outlets, all of our everything, I trust none of it, and neither should you. I'm going to tell you why. Soon as this sponsor. All right, everybody, listen up. I want to bless you this month, okay? I want to bless you by paying off your mortgage for next month, okay? Um, what about producers? No, you're not, you don't count because you're on the show. Crap. You know how much I'd get sued if you want. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, Good Ranchers, okay? The company that saved this podcast from extinction when we got demonetized on Facebook is under severe attack from the radical left for supporting us, for supporting other conservative voices, and supporting free speech. I need every one of you right now to show your support for this 100% American beef company. I need you to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now. And every single order this month, they're going to send me a list and I'm going to pick two people and I'm going to pay off your rent or your mortgage for next month. Okay, look, not only do you get 100% in America beef or chicken, you also support a conservative company and I'm going to bless you and you have an opportunity to have your rent or your mortgage paid off next month. I know times are tough. I know that everybody is hurting, but so is this company that is trying to do the right thing. So I need everybody right now to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham and make an order today. Uh, about two weeks ago, you know, it, it had been quite some time, uh, you know, where was Dr. Fauci? You know, we talked about that a lot. Yeah. In fact, I even, if I could have gotten it done in time, I was going to have a milk carton printed up at the Trump rally when I spoke. And I was going to put it on the thing with a picture of Fauci, right? Like this guy was on the news every single day, multiple times a day, because the end of the world was nigh. And Lord Fauci was the answer to everything, which now we know that Fauci was wrong about everything. And literally all of the data, all of the research, the impact research reports for Democrats on the 2022 midterms literally says that masks did nothing. Lockdowns proved not to help anything at all. We have set children back two years. Every businesses are destroyed. Everything across the board. He messed it up. In fact, somebody said that if this was back in the olden days, Fauci would already be locked in a dungeon behind an iron door and the, in shackles and a loincloth, and they would be pushing food underneath a door for him. Now, that, you know, I'm not saying that's what needs to happen today. I'm saying that back in the day, it would have been like, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you have messed everything up. Anyway, so we just started talking about it. Where, where is Fauci? Where is he at? And I even said the other day, I said, why is nobody talking about punishing China for what we now know to be true, that this originated in Wuhan, China? Mm -hmm. Nobody does anything. And then, bam. I mean, I mean, without fail, man, it was, I literally on, hold on. Um, let me go to my Twitter account. I want to find exactly what day I posted it. Okay, and then I'm going to bring you full circle to what's happening right now. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is that? What day did I post it? Ah, four days ago. Four days ago. This is what I tweeted. I said, 
lot of articles and tweets about COVID today, including Obama. Timing seems awful odd to me. So four days ago, news takes over the whole world that Barack Obama tests positive for COVID, despite being vaccinated. And then he says, uh, thank God I'm vaccinated, even though I still got the virus, and that's why you need to get vaccinated. What? Then Joe Biden the other day talks about the fact of, uh, you know, he makes the blunder. He said, you know, the first lady's husband got COVID, which that would have meant him. <laughs> and, 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 but he was talking about Kamala Harris's husband, the first gentleman got COVID. You start to hear more and more and more about this stuff. And then you start to hear about Hong Kong. Hong Kong all of a sudden has the highest, highest COVID positivity rates since the beginning of the pandemic. And now the New York Post is reporting and showing pictures of people storing bodies in shipping containers amid Omicron surge. Well, that's weird, right? I thought Omicron was the least deadly out of all the viruses. Mm -hmm. So why are you storing bodies in containers? That makes no sense to me. It says photos obtained Wednesday show workers in full personal protective equipment pulling corpses or putting corpses into a refrigerated container at a mortuary in Hong Kong where more than 4,600 deaths and nearly 1 million infections have been tallied in the past three months. The rising death toll has pushed local morgues to the brink and exhausted Hong Kong's supply of coffins. Just 300 remain, and those are expected to be depleted by this weekend. When did Omicron start killing everybody? What? Like, like we know this, right? Like, this is data. Mm -hmm. Omicron is more infectious, but highly less deadly. But now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Hong Kong, they're not saying this is a new strain. It literally says Omicron. Hong Kong storing bodies in shipping containers amid Omicron surge. How is that possible? How is that possible? In fact, I question it so much. How are we to know that these pictures are from anything recently? How are we to know any of this stuff? Workers in full PPE gear moved bodies covered in black tarps from a truck in rows, shipping containers, blah, 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 blah. How, like I said, how do we know? You remember back in the beginning of COVID where they had like all the, all the dump trucks in front of the hospitals and they were like, oh, we're having to load bodies in the dump truck. Mm -hmm. And then you would find videos of people going to those hospitals and there's like, there's nobody here. There's not, there, there's not even any cars in the parking lot. What are we talking about? Yeah. They're saying these hospitals are on the brink and people are, are dying on the street. There's no one here. Interesting, right? Like, it's really interesting. And then check this out. Okay, so it's not unknown that the Democrats know that they are in trouble for the 2022 midterms, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Seven months away. 
seven. Okay. So listen to this. Surely as the day goes on, just yesterday, guess who pops back up? Lord Fauci. Lord Fauci emerges and says masking and lockdowns could return if he deems it necessary. And he will do so, I'm sure. Listen to this. We have to be careful that if we do see a surge as a result of that, that we're flexible enough to reinstitute the kinds of interventions that could be necessary to stop an additional surge. That could mean a return of mandatory masking, especially in areas of high transmission. It means more than that. It's very interesting to me, the timing of all of this stuff. Like, like I said, we're seven months away from the midterms. China is now reporting they've got all these surges in COVID. Now, all of a sudden, Fauci's back. Now, all of a sudden, super uh, mainstream people are reporting getting COVID, although they're not reporting being super sick. They're just reporting they have COVID. They've got the sniffles. And now you've got news articles uh, literally at 8.44 a.m. this morning. Literally, three weeks ago, the CDC said, yeah, you know, mask and all that stuff. Yeah, you you know, if you want to wear it, cool. They lowered the, you know, (laughs) the rates across the country where only like 30% of places were actually considered like potential hot spots to catch a virus. Um, To not even three weeks later, as of 844 this morning, New York Post, this is why wearing a mask makes you hotter. New study finds. Uh, Depends on who you're going for. As the world grapples with whether or not to continue wearing a mask, a recent study might convince some people to strap them on. Wearing a mask makes you more attractive. A study published in the Cognitive Research Principles and Implications Journal found if only someone had told all the Karens before their raging fit. Blue medical masks were associated with being the most attractive and cloth masks were a close second, still making faces significantly more attractive. According to researchers at Cardiff University School of Psychology in the United Kingdom, our study suggests that faces are considered most attractive when covered by face mask. That's not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't know what is. Where was this when I had like zits everywhere in high school? So does this mean that if I were to like walk around downtown with a face mask on, I could get more numbers? Female participants in this study, which was also led by Oliver Heiss, viewed four photos of a man with a medical mask, a cloth mask, a book covering his face and no covering. Medical mask came out on top. With cloth coming in cloth. Was this dude hideous? He must. He was probably like super ugly. He was probably the most <laughs> hunchback of Notre Dame looking. <laughs> I mean, this guy, this guy better have a Ferrari. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day when you probably looked like this dude, you you better learn a skill. <laughs> It'd make a yeah. lot of money or you're going to have some problems. Uh, they are already beginning the grooming of, of trying to bring it back. I'm telling you that I am telling you that I'm telling you 
There's going to be another surge before the midterms. Watch what I'm telling you. And everything right now is falling right into the timeline of that. Fauci miraculously emerges out of the depths to do a local interview. This was ABC 10. To just say, go ahead and get it out there in the metaverse, if you will, that, you know, I think we need to be flexible that if a new wave does come, that we're prepared to re-implement the things to combat it. That's a hint, hint. Right about three months from now is what I would imagine. And then, then they're going to blame it on summer travel. Yeah, exactly. Spring break's going on right now. There's articles of uh, right now says uh, spring breakers in Texas party it up after two years of COVID lockdowns. Exactly right. They're going to say that the issues in Russia and Ukraine and everybody getting together and spreading the viruses, spring breakers and everybody moving together again, although we've had a whole season of uh, sport sporting events and nothing happened at all. But all of a sudden, this stuff is going to happen in about three months because everybody knows the three months before the election is the most important. What a convenient time to lock everything down again. Or just, let's say they don't lock everything just down Just create again. hysteria. Just to create the hysteria again. Got to put the mask back on. It's that serious. Look, here's the truth. There are scared people in this country that live in fear and you, they will... That there's even people like, like you guys. I'm sorry. This is the truth. Some of you are the same way. You claim you're not pro mask and all this other stuff and you hate it, but yet you still put the mask on every time they tell you to, because the truth is you are scared and you do believe everything they say. I believe nothing. This also comes on the heels of Pfizer requesting the emergency authorization act for a fourth booster because they believe it is going to be necessary. I E we're not going to hit our projected numbers. We need another shot. We need another shot. You mean they need another shot? Well, they need yeah. <laughs> us to get yeah. another shot. Yes. Believe nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Believe nothing except the word of God. At this point, other than the Bible, there's not a single thing that I trust or believe completely anymore. Zach, love you to death. I don't believe everything you say 100% completely. It's just not smart. Yeah. Just not. Just not smart. And these people have lied to us every step of the way, and we're fixing to explain it to you in the biggest story in the world right now. Bigger than Ukraine. Bigger than Russia. Bigger than all of it. And nothing's going to happen. Let, let's rewind the clock for everybody, because I know it's been a while. Okay, let's rewind the clock for everyone. Two years ago, <clears throat> around, I don't know, the October time frame of 2020, October 2020, um, the New York Post drops a bombshell article about Hunter Biden's laptop that had been pawned in a pawn store that showed all of these links to Ukraine, 
to China, to not only Hunter Biden being on the take, but also 10 for the big guy, which most people assumed was Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Okay, to put it bluntly, if it had been confirmed true, it would have completely and utterly destroyed Biden's campaign. Absolutely destroyed it. In fact, people to this day who voted for Biden said that if they had known about the story before and their ties to Russia, their ties to Ukraine, their ties to China, they would not have voted for Joe Biden. The biggest, they call it the October surprise in the voting cycles, the biggest October surprise in recent memory. And some of you, Ray, remember that Twitter and all these other places not only punished every single conservative that shared that, they banned the New York Post for almost a month over that. Mm -hmm. The New York Post, one of the oldest and most now, I'm not saying New York Post isn't a left-leaning organization, but I'm saying from a journalistic standpoint, the New York, New York Post is just about as old as it gets. They've been around for a long time. Well, now the New York Times has reported, yes, that's true. We can now confirm two years later that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. And now even the lawyers of the mother of Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, Hunter Biden's children is now saying they anticipate him to be indicted over this stuff. The New York Post released an article um, at 5, at 4.56 a.m. this morning. The New York Post, you know, the one that was banned. Mm-hmm over breaking this case wide open two years ago. This is the title. Now that Joe Biden's president, the Times finally admits Hunter Biden's laptop is real. Did you, did you hear what I just said? The New York Times and the New York Post, the New York Post, the, the same outlet that said, hey, there is a laptop that has proof that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are connected to Ukraine, connected to Russia, connected to China. They're taking money from these countries. They are corrupt individuals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, there's war in Russia and Ukraine right now. Coincidence? New York Post says, now that Joe Biden's president, the time finally admits Hunter Biden's laptop is real. The article writer literally says, forgive the profanity, but you have got to be essing us. First, the New York Times decides more than a year later that Hunter Biden's business woes are worthy of a story. Then deep in the piece in passing, it notes that Hunter Biden's laptop is legitimate. Trying to sift through all the profanity here <laughs> but wait it doesn't end there in october 2020 the times cast doubt that there was a meeting between joe biden and the official of burisma the ukrainian gas company for which hunter was a board member you guys remember this at all hunter biden was a board member of a ukrainian gas company of which he had no qualifications for 
A Biden campaign spokesman said Mr. Biden's official schedules did not show a meeting between the two men, the Times wrote, acting as per, as a perfect stenographer. Yet, in the latest report published Wednesday night, the Times said the meeting likely did happen. Biden had attended the dinner in question. Funny how this works when you don't just take someone's word for it. In the heat of the presidential race of 2020, the Times never missed a chance to cast doubt on the laptop, saying the information was purported and quoting a letter from the former Democratic officials who claimed with no evidence that this was Russian disinformation. As recently as September 2021, the Times called the laptop unsubstantiated in a news story. But now they all confirm it. New York Times, New York Post, everyone confirms it. Now, here's an interesting thing. So I found some 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 things for you here to just to remind you, okay? So this is President Trump in October before the election. You ready? Listen to this. And you think it's the biggest issue to campaign on? I think it's this I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen. And you don't cover it. Because you want to talk about Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you, things. I'm telling you. Of course it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop. Leslie. Leslie. Can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because even the family hasn't the family on the laptop, he's gone into hiding. For five days, he's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare? I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. Hold on. I'm not done. Okay. So that was during the election. Trump's like, hey, this laptop is there. That can't be verified. That's not real. That's blah, 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 blah. Okay. Here's Jen Psaki um, saying that that's disinformation. President has said, and you Hold have on. tweeted so, so, so this was this was back this was back like two months ago. Okay, you ready for this? So this is Jin Saki. Here we go. Here we go. Listen, listen. And some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. Okay. One more time. The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by a political reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. Okay. What did Jin Saki have to say? Yesterday, after now, there is no more debate. The Russian lap or <laughs> Russian laptop, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop is real. Mm-hmm. It shows connections of Hunter Biden to Russia, Ukraine, China, taking cuts. Uh, 10 for the big guy, which is Joe Biden. It's now confirmed that Joe Biden did have meetings with these Ukrainian gas oligarchs. What did Saki have to say just yesterday? Let's listen. 
And if I may, um, you asked about Hunter Biden's laptop. You also, in October 2020, dismissed it as Russian disinformation. Do you stand by that assessment? Again, uh, I'd point you to the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's representatives. Um, I'm a spokesperson for the United States. He doesn't work for the United States. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, oh, okay, we'll do the last one here. Thank you, Dan. Wow. What a difference in tone there. Yeah. You had no problem saying it was Russian disinformation not even two months ago. But now all of a sudden you defer to Hunter Biden's lawyers and the Department of Justice and you are a spokesman for the United States and Hunter Biden doesn't work for the United States. That stuff kind of involves the United States. Look, ladies and gentlemen, first, let me say this. Nothing, nothing will ever come of this. Nothing. Hunter Biden may go to jail. I don't know. He may not. I, nothing will happen to Joe Biden over this. But at this point, I ask you these simple questions. A month before the presidential election, a bombshell story of a personal laptop from Hunter Biden showing immediate family connections and even Joe Biden himself taking meetings with Russia, China, and specifically Ukrainian gas companies. Ukrainian. Man, it sounds like sounds like Ukraine is in the news cycle for some reason. What what is it, there's been something on? recent, isn't what it? Is, I feel like something recent is going on in Ukraine, and there are these calls for us to get involved. If only I could remember. Wait, was it like a, uh, what, a, a war or yeah. something? Yeah. Wow. It's almost like you could take that and put now the pressure that Zelensky is putting on Biden and America to help them. It's almost like Ukraine has something on Biden. Also, need I remind you that Zelensky was on the phone call that got Trump impeached a second time? Interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's all interesting. How can you sit there and say, you know what? I think Joe Biden and all of them are on the up and up. I don't think there was actual and deliberate interference from big tech companies, uh, the media, the news to cover up a story that would have fundamentally ended Joe Biden's chances to be president. And the fact that it centered around Russia and Ukraine and now Russia and Ukraine are in war with each other. And now we are on the brink of potential World War III. And the very person that is now traveling to China today to talk with uh, uh, Xi Ping or whatever his name is, is connected in that laptop to backdoor dealings with China, Russia, and Ukraine. How is this not... How, how is there space on any news outlet at all for anything else? 
The thing that we as conservatives have been shouting from the rooftop since October of 2020 that we were called conspiracy theorists, Russian disinformation like sleeper cells, like we were called everything. We were punished. We got our money taken away from us. We had our livelihood stolen from us because we were spreading false information. Two years later, it proves not only were we right, we were justified in everything that we said, and it would have changed the election. Whether you believe the election was 100% on the up and up or not, this story would have destroyed Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. How can you trust anything? How can you trust anything? And we got to hurry up. And this moves me to the next point. Biden is going to meet with China. And Fox News is saying five things Biden must say in his talks with Xi Ping or whatever his name is. Um, Jinping, sorry. Okay, so they're saying, number one, he must tell China that Putin must fail. Priority one for this meeting isn't trade. This is Biden's chance to deliver the strong message that invading neighbors and nuclear blackmail won't work. Biden must make clear to Xi that America is committed to making sure Ukraine will never be a victory for Putin. Okay, he's not going to do that. China and uh, Russia are in on this together. Number two, don't help Putin or mess with the Russian sanctions. After his intense candid meeting in Rome, Sullivan said, we have communicated to Beijing that we will not stand by and allow any country to compensate Russia for its losses from the economic sanctions, which China is already doing. They're already, they've already allowed them to get into their uh, financial processing systems. Mm -hmm. China has already committed to buying even more oil from Russia. They're already doing that. Number three, Taiwan is a sovereign nation and America will defend Taiwan if you attack. Joe Biden won't say that. Number four, he must say, I'm planning a visit to Taiwan and more arms sales. And number five, I'm cutting back on Chinese student visas. Biden should make China feel some direct pain for supporting Russia. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They just said that the number two point should be you can't help Putin or mess with Russian sanctions. It said that they've already said we've communicated to Beijing that we will not stand by and allow any country to compensate Russia for its losses from economic sanctions. But then they say on point five, China should feel some direct pain for supporting Russia. So they're already supporting Russia. Mm -hmm. This is Fox News. They're literally contradicting themselves in the same article. And your number two threat that you want Biden to say to, to, to China is that we will not stand by if you help Russia and compensate them to try to help the economic and financial impact that we're putting on them. We've already stood by as they're doing it. And then the fifth point, they say they're going to cut back on Chinese student visas because China should feel some direct pain for supporting Russia. They're, 
It's literally in front of our eyes. They are not even hiding it. You cannot believe anything. And then last but not least, Zelensky addressed Congress. And, you know, a lot of people, I actually was at a speaking event and some lady came up to me and she said, uh, she said, I love what you do. I want to give you this flyer. And the flyer said, real presidents. And it had a picture of Reagan, had a picture of Zelensky, and then a picture of Trump. And it said, underneath Reagan, an actor. Underneath Trump, a businessman. And underneath Zelensky, a comedian. And the flyer said, these men are real presidents. And I told her, I said, you know, I agree with Reagan. I agree with Trump. I said, but you know, the thing about Zelensky that I want us to remember, and, and I'm not saying that the people of Ukraine deserve to be invaded. I'm not saying any of that stuff. But what's concerning me here is even Lego has built a Zelensky Lego set with Molotov cocktails for him to throw. I'm not making that up. That's true. That's crazy. Molotov cocktail in the Legos. Look it up. Lego. Lego Zelensky. Zelensky. Yeah. New York Post, U.S. company, raises money for Ukraine, war victim with Zelensky Lego figures. Yeah. And with him, it's little Molotov cocktails. Um, yep. Oh, my gosh. See? I'm not making this up. Zelensky is the same guy who rigged his own election and then also imprisoned the person who ran against him. Okay, Zelensky is not a good man. Now, he may be stepping up to the plate to defend Ukraine right now. Sure, I'm not negating that. But to put him in the same category as Reagan and Trump is a big that's a big old leap for me. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that Ukraine is not, and here's the, here's the issue that I have. So I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people in Congress, and I'm not going to say their names today because there's no point in it, but I've had conversations with them about, you know, they have to be emotional with their logic for the will of the American people, because the will of the American people is emotion. We're very prideful in being Americans. Uh, we want America to live on forever. And, and I kid you not, this was the quote. I believe emotion should be left out of everything. There should not be emotion in the decisions we make. But yet these same people are now saying Zelensky gave the most emotional thing I've ever heard. We as Americans have a moral obligation to be the leaders of peace and act in this moment. Mm -hmm. Sounds a lot like emotion to me. Yeah. Zelensky knows exactly what he was doing. Telling Congress to remember the days of 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. That that happens to them every single day. And Zelensky even went as far to say that World War III may have already started. I don't disagree. I've, I've said that to a lot of people. I think that... Um, through our weakness, we have already 
allowed war, World War III to start. And I'm not the only one who said this. Actually, Ronald Reagan uh, can say it best for me before I continue. So let's let's just listen to what Ronald Reagan has to say about, about weakness. We're not a warlike people. Quite the opposite. We always seek to live in peace. We resort to force infrequently and with great reluctance and only after we've determined that it's absolutely necessary. We are awed, and rightly so, by the forces of destruction that loose in the world in this nuclear era. But neither can we be naive or foolish. Four times in my lifetime, America has gone to war bleeding the lives of its young men into the sands of island beachheads, the fields of Europe, and the jungles and rice paddies of Asia. We know only too well that war comes not when the forces of freedom are strong. It is when they are weak that tyrants are tempted. We simply cannot learn these lessons the hard way again without risking our destruction. It's almost like he knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. So let me be clear. A lot of people want to know where I stand on all this. I stand on this. I... And I know that I have said this, actually. My concern is that through the immense weakness that the United States now presents, through what I truly believe to be a false and fraudulent election, even if you don't believe the voting was rigged, by the sheer information that we have brought to you today about the Hunter Biden laptop story connecting the Biden family and even Joe Biden himself to Ukraine, Russia, and China in backdoor dealings. The fact that they suppressed that and labeled it as Russian disinformation, which we also know now the only campaign that was involved in Russian disinformation was Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. and her campaign. That elimination of such a relevant factor in the election, it would have given Donald Trump the biggest landslide in American history. But through big tech, big media, and the elites, not only did they suppress that information, they punished any single person who tried to talk about it. And now Joe Biden is president. And in the past 15 months, America has nosedived the worst in 40 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Joe Biden can barely get two sentences together without being blatantly obvious that he is in cognitive decline. America is presented on the world stage as a laughing stock. If you watch the news over in Britain right now, all they do is make fun of how feeble and senile Joe Biden is and how idiotic Kamala Harris is. That's all they talk about. Trevor Noah is even saying, look, I don't like Trump, but, but, but this wouldn't have happened underneath Trump. What is going? It's almost like strong leadership is good or something. Peace through strength. Trump said at the rally the other day, he said, my, everybody said my personality was going to take us into World War III. His personality kept 
us out of World War III. And the second he was gone, within a matter of 12 months, Russia moves. So what is my feelings on all of this? About Russia, Ukraine, our need to get involved. Should we do a no-fly zone? Which, again, poll was done. Once Americans actually are informed of what a no-fly zone means, only 36% support it then at that point. But that's the point. People aren't informed and on purpose. I believe that Congress will authorize a no-fly zone. I don't know when. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. I do. I believe that they will do it. And that's World War Three, Because that is us saying that we are willing and prepared to shoot down any Russian aircraft and any Russian personnel that comes into the Ukraine fly zone. That is war. Mm-hmm. And I tell everybody, I, I had this conversation the other day. Yeah, Russia has committed acts of war and declared war on Ukraine. And everybody's heralding Ukraine as holding off. And, 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 and I'm not saying that that's not just, okay? But I'm also saying that the three biggest military presence in the world is America, Russia, and China. Russia has not declared all-out conventional war on Ukraine. They just haven't. And here's why. Zelensky wouldn't have been able to do a Skype call to Congress if there was actual conventional warfare happening. Conventional warfare doesn't say, oh, it's daytime. Let's, you know, let's call a timeout. We'll see you guys back here at 8 o'clock. That's what's going on right now. There aren't hundreds of thousands of Russian troops storming the capital of Kiev right now. Because war is not about who can do the initial push. It's about who can last. Numbers, superiority in firearms, weaponry, tanks, vehicles, fighter jets, all of this plays the part. And there's only two armies that can actually take on Russia in full-out war. That's China and America. Well, China and Russia are the next axis of evil. Marsha Blackburn called them that just yesterday. They are the new super alliance. They just haven't boldly come out and said it yet, mm-hmm. but they have said it. So who can take out a Russia-China force together? I don't even know if America can by themselves. America, we need help of everybody. Zelensky is, is, is asking Canada to put a no-fly zone. He's asking America to put a no-fly zone, invoking 9-11, invoking Pearl Harbor to get an emotional response And yes, we have a treaty with Ukraine. We do. We do. We said we would help. We do. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I'm not saying we shouldn't send equipment. I'm not saying we shouldn't send MiGs over there. I'm not saying all that stuff. What I'm saying is that my biggest fear, because I do not trust our leaders or our elected officials, whatever word makes you feel best, I don't trust them. 
the same people that would be involved with do dealing with this stuff to take on Russia, even from afar, are the same people that left $85 billion of equipment, had 13 service members killed, and there's still today tens of thousands of Americans stranded in Afghanistan. It's the same people. Not a single person that was responsible for the debacle of Afghanistan was fired. It's the same people. You have faith in them? I don't. I don't have faith in them at all. So, my biggest fear, and I know I've said this before, my biggest fear is that through weakness, as Ronald Reagan said in haunting words from 40 years ago, is that through our weakness, the ball has rolled too far down the hill for us to stop World War III from happening. And for full history context, World War III doesn't happen overnight, folks. It takes years. Years of conflict before enough allied forces get involved that it's considered a world war. It took a long time for World War II to start. And World War I. Mm-hmm. It's never a quick thing. And so I do agree with one thing Zelensky said. I think World War III has already started. It's just not called it yet. So what does this mean? It means that we got some wild times ahead. And it means that if we can't trust our news, can't trust our media, we can't trust celebrities or athletes, we can't trust our government, it means you better start reading the Bible. Better start believing in some kind of truth because you're going to need it. So we got some serious hard times ahead. That's all we got for this episode of the Dear America podcast. Make sure to share this podcast, share this episode, leave us a comment and give us five stars. It helps us in the rankings and we appreciate it. We hope you guys have a good day weekend and we'll see you next week when we are back with all new shows all new information uh and god bless you guys and we'll see you again next time